What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. That's what this game is going to be all about, is about toughness. That's what Indiana does. That's what they hang their hat on. A very good rebounding team, very physical, really get up and underneath you defensively, and they have great length. So it, it's going to be a tough challenge. Team rebound. Guards get in as well. Oh, my. Jawan Gary exploding to the rim. Galloway. No. They'll get it back to Trace Jackson Davis. Feeds again. Galloway. Yes. Our good friend Kevin Kugler on the call for yesterday's Indiana-Nebraska men's basketball game. It's coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, Shane Schillerberg on the board. Not Hi. the best outing for Nebraska when it came to defending the preseason Big Ten Player of the Year. Triple-double for... For the main man on the floor, that's Trace Jackson. Davis became the first player to record a triple-double against the Cornhuskers and the third in Hoosier program history. Sam Griesel was a big miss out with illness right before the game. No Jalen Hood, Shafino either, so it was kind of like a, a nice... Although... One significantly more important to the other. Right. Griesel, much more <laughs> important than Hood Shafino. Even though I, we talked about Hood Shafino yesterday. I liked him. There's two things in there that you got to help me with before we even get started. Let's go. Can he ever just be Trace or Jackson Davis? Why is he always Three names? Trace Jackson <laughs> Davis? Never, ever. I just want to know because I've watched them a ton, and they said his name 226 times. Two weeks ago when they were annihilating Carolina. And I kept thinking to myself, I wonder if they just – is there is there an acronym? Can we go TJD? Well, they, Can we they, just go Trace? They do three names because he gets triple doubles. Well, were you were you cool with him and them intentionally putting him back in the game to get the triple double? Because at that point, I'm so, okay with it. So I actually wasn't even thinking it from that regard. I thought more Nebraska started to make a comeback in this game. So they're like, oh, now we got to bring uh, him off the bench. I, I know. Shane is like, oh, my gosh. I laid the 13 and a half. I heard Greasel wasn't playing. It's cut to 14. <laughs> Backdoor cover. <laughs> right. he got it. They called timeout with like 225 to Which play. Which they should have, too, because the way Nebraska started running on them um, put, and on the fast TJD break. back Ooh. in, and it was like they pushed that thing to a million, and Shane was like, oh, Fodge, I can't even bring the guys breakfast. You're, you're right when you say it was obvious that they were oh, trying on, to Shane. get him the triple-double once he got back on the floor, mm -hmm. but they pulled him off the floor for a reason. Yeah, They didn't want him injured. They weren't trying to reach for an accolade. They were saying, no, we're comfortable where we're at right now. We feel like if we remove Trace Jackson Davis because we say his name all the way through like they do on the broadcast, so, if we remove him, then uh, it, it, we still set ourselves up fine to win. You do a lot of uh, – we've done a lot of broadcasts. You do broadcasts. I've done a lot of broadcasts. Have you ever thought about first name, last name? Like Melvin Gordon versus Gordon or just uh, I, Petrangelo versus – 
I have if a big moment happened. So, like, if Trace Jackson Davis did some type of alley-oop dunk, I'd say, oh, my, Trace Jackson Davis with the jam, right? Or if it was Alex Petrangelo, you would say Petrangelo shoots and scores, and then you would go into Alex Petrangelo, his fourth goal of the season. Like, you would say that. Mm -hmm. But in the moment, that's a singular thing. Right, Meet me at the you could say Jackson Davis. Like oh say, my! Like and then Nicholas when you Allen right, and then when you go through it more, yeah. you add in the first name just in general combo. But no, I would never use like Trace Jackson Davis with the ball in the paint, kick it back out left wide, and like like Chris Murray. Now you I, just have a mouthful. They kept saying Chris Murray the other night with Iowa and Duke, and I was like. Do you think we're confusing him with Keegan? I know you've waxed poetic for 15 minutes that he has a twin and one's right-handed and one's left-handed, which, by the way, I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. But uh. So and when you said go to an acronym, right, just, just by going with his initials, TJD, say you just have a normal college basketball fan watching this game. They may not, they may not know no, who TJD is, so I that's why you don't go that route. And I always, I always kind of – I'm cognizant of that because I've done college, I've done high school, I've done – baseball I've done football done basketball and I always would like to be cognizant of number one professionalism (laughs) I hate to say that out loud because I try to not be a professional (laughs) but professionals that's what we do but you have to know your audience too right like I don't want to say you know just because I may know a team really really well I don't want to although in the NFL sometimes, like, people say OBJ all the time. Even during even during a game, mm-hmm. like, you'll hear OBJ. He's the exception to the rule. As opposed to Odell Beckham or something like that. He's the exception, though, because he's been able to create a name for his initials. Does that yeah. make sense? What, what we should do is just go soccer where you have, like, a Messi or a Pele or – um, you know, a Neymar, or even Memphis, who by, who, by the way, has got a great story. I know he hammered the back of the net against the national team uh, when the Netherlands were playing the U.S., but he dropped his last name, which I believe is Defeer or Daver, because his dad left them when he was four-ish, mm-hmm. him and his mom, and his first name is Memphis, so he didn't want the last name, so he started just going by Memphis. Even though Memphis, soccer, that's common though. I know they get the one word, like, and some guys in, in hockey sometimes you can get away with the one word name too. Like, um, well, like so Ovechkin's Ovi, Ovi, you know Sid, Sid the kid, right? You know, like I, so, sometimes you do. Shane, your your guy, they say McJesus, Connor McDavid. <laughs> well, actually, I just say well, a couple of my. Right. Former life people say McJesus, too. But can we say, like, uh, we, we say McKinnon? Yeah. Nobody can do that. I saw you yesterday, even though this is the craziest first hour ever. So I was watching, um, I was listening to another podcast. No, it was on Twitter, maybe. Five most overrated athletes of all time, right? And people have these discussions. Mm-hmm. Finally got a hockey guy. And a top five list of most overrated athletes. Wayne Gretzky. Nope, nope. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's a story behind that. <laughs> I'm not even going to put Shane on front street. Wayne um, Gretzky. <laughs> didn't, he didn't score a lot. Shane. Okay, so I am going on front street? Oh, I'm not going to do it. This off, it's an off-air conversation. <laughs> I can't but it's help. so true, though. Shane uttered the hey, phrase. So, so you are putting me on front street. 
Shane uttered the phrase. Put a little frosting on the cake. With as much open ice hockey as played right now, that almost everybody has a Wayne Gretzky. Okay, Washington Senators. Right there. Oh, man. But Wait, anyway. Do you, do you know who Wayne Gretzky God is damn it, I do was? know who Wayne Gretzky is. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky is the greatest hockey player of all time for the 80s. If oh, you here he goes. Oh, he just is. in the 80s? Here, here he, he came goes. from the 80s, here we the go. 90s. If he played now, there's a guy just like him on every single team. He's basically talking about guys like McKinnon and McDavid. So, so there's but, three but Wayne Gretzky. He's, he's dead dog sirs. But there's... But everybody, the the talent level is so much higher than it was back then. That was the players point. are better. The goalies stronger. are better. The goalies are better. Well, they're bigger. They're <laughs> right. bigger. They wear more pads. Right. Well, that's one. But I think um, they're even more athletic, and and yeah. they yeah. they stay yeah. in their crease. Yeah. I mean, if you watch old hockey highlights, these guys are sliding around like Jim Craig and Miracle. Do you believe in miracles? <laughs> but anyway, to land the plane before he gets all pit, he actually cussed. I, too. I know. And I'm standing up. Get him. Yes, Sh- I actually am. Get him, Shane. Fire it up. Fire uh, it up. A hockey player made a top five overrated list. And he's younger. He's in my era mm-hmm. of high school. Well, if you thought of me, was he a blue? No. Was, oh, okay. But he is. He did, he did play for a very hated franchise for me as a as a Pens fan. He was a Philadelphia Flyer and he was also a Toronto Maple Leaf. Suffered from concussions. Shane, what was this hockey player's name? I don't know. Maple Leafs and Flyers. Maple Leafs. Super good looking, which is why I think people <laughs> hated on him. It's just weird to hear a hockey guy crack the top somebody's top five and he was passionate. Eric Lindros. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Would have never gotten there. Uh, and I was just like, wow, that's a weird ax to grind. It's, it's pretty weird, yeah. Do, but, do, Shane, you'll love this because we've had this conversation about overrated old-school quarterbacks because he knows that I think Terry Bradshaw is a little overrated even though I'm a diehard Steelers fan. I hammer him all the time about the snake stabler because he turned the ball over so much and he's a diehard Raiders fan. Do you know who his number one overrated player of all time was? In football, I'm yeah. gonna guess the it was snake. a football player. The snake. Nope. Same, same general. So Terry Bradshaw. Nope. Think more snake. That way with schools. Sorry, I'm looking at Wayne Gretzky's all-time stats here. You're gonna be blown <laughs> away. He's like, I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> Joe Namath. I mean, my man went on a tirade. <gasps> One freaking game, Joe. Na- <laughs> But he had a couple of standards. Like I think right. Jeter was five. Everybody thinks Jeter's overrated except me. I think Jeter was amazing. But he was and incredible. And I think I, a lot I, of people love, nowadays would say he's incredible because they watched his documentary. I love the analogy. No, if he was a Kansas City Royal, he would basically be. And I'm just like, stop. That's part of it. Being able to handle the pressure in the market. Like that's part of the allure. Stop falling for the low-hanging fruit. And remember, when it comes to Gretzky, oh, there was only one here he, during here he that 10-year time period. You're crazy because Uncle Mario, was the, he was legit. Yeah. Uncle Mario. Wayne Gretzky played less than 1,500 games and had over 2,800 points, 894 goals, 
1963 yeah, solid. You ain't got to tell me, man. Shane just gets mad. He played 300 less games than Yager, who's right behind him in points, and Yager has 19-21. And then you look at Messier right below, 694 goals, 1,100 assists, Who played 412 years. Uh-huh, 17, uh, 56 games played. <laughs> I was alive back then. I watched those games. Anyway, back to Trace Jackson, Davis, and Race Thompson, and Miller Cop, and gosh, so, hey, can, you, can you, you brought imagine, up a great can, point, though. Go, go ahead. And then can I'll, you imagine if Johnson could shoot for Indiana? Because they have a lot of pieces. And I don't know. They're well put that, together. Some of that was just kind of a little porous Nebraska defense. But some of those offensive actions were pretty sweet. And plus, leave it to a replacement to get hot. Plus the high-low. Like, Trace Jackson Davis's ability to pass and see the floor and play with Race Thompson, I was like – well, he was very good under pressure, too, because Nebraska, we saw it against Creighton, does a great job pinching down low, double-teaming the big man, but Jackson Davis never really felt he didn't panic. out of control. Yeah. He always found a way to, because he stood taller than most on the floor, especially when you, know, you bring the ball above your head. You can pivot, look around, and then boom, weak side, guess who's open yeah. in the corner. It's his man Trey Galloway who just went nuts from the three-point line, Trey especially Galloway four was out of six, there handling, 20 points. He was out there handling the rock like Pistol Pete. I'm like, you would have thought Trey Galloway was Grayson Allen in the title game. What was, but with more handle. Mm-hmm. Like, he was just putting it on the deck, like getting to any spot on the floor he wanted to. And then Miller Cop, like, that's the most Miller Cop has dribbled. And believe me, I just watched them annihilate Carolina, and I didn't see any of that. Mm-mm. But you brought up a great point, though, when you said the significance of losing Greasel versus Hood Shafino. Yeah. And Greasel is the bigger miss because of this. He's not only the point guard of this Nebraska team and their facilitator, he's the one that keeps the offense under control. And you miss him in other aspects of the game, too, just because of his size in particular. You miss him on defense, you miss him rebounding. And he can score. So my favorite thing, because you can't really see it, but you know where he would have been great last night, I think? He can quell momentum because he doesn't get sped up. So when the crowd starts going ham and, and Indiana's made, you know, two or three threes in a row, like, he's not, it's not going to change his game. He's not going to come down and take a contested and if he would have started on the floor, I don't think Indiana would have gotten off to as hot of a start That's as quickly. But I get, the, I get the premise, though. Because if you look at how Nebraska responded at a half, and, and Hoiberg said it too, he said if we would have played the first five minutes of the first half like we did the second half, this game would have been a lot yeah. closer. And, I, I mean, that rings true completely. When you're talking about basketball being a game hey, Shane, of can runs. can you come fix this screen, please? Sorry, keep going. Basketball being a game of runs. They start off on, what, a 6-0 run. Yep. Now you cut the lead. I, I don't remember. It may have been eight uh, single digits, eight, eight, I think. Eight, eight, yeah. eight, six, whatever it was at. But then all of a sudden, Indiana started gaining life again. Went was, on a run of their own. the half key for you? Say that again. Where Nebraska was going to get the last shot. Jackson Davis steps in the passing lane. They get a run out dunk to Race Thompson. Did you feel like, did you feel like the call screen, big guy? The he's my favorite. This dude is still mad about Wayne Gretzky. I, I can't wait for people to see him come onto the screen. It's right okay. Now. He got a new Star Wars hat too. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. You don't want people to see your new Star Wars hat. <laughs> so, you know the 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 thing about it is is 
everybody always says, well, they didn't have such and such. Well, if such and such would have played. So I immediately thought last night, is Bandamel who he's supposed to be off the bounce with some of those threes? Is C.J. Wilcher handling the basketball off the bounce as much as Greasel plays? So there's some give and take and some good and bad with that because we saw some other facets of Wilcher's game where we're like, and he steps up when Nebraska needs it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's the I, second time, at least, this year yeah. we've seen that. When so, they were missing Walker and now Griezel. So I'm just Wilcher wondering, takes like, what's he capable of if it's, by, like, by design, right? If you make a conscious effort. So, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting because there were stretches. They really didn't get blown out until late. They kept it around between 11 and 7. They a, kept it right a, around what Vegas a, thought they would. Which was it was twelve and a half, I think, yeah. is what what it closed okay. at. So it's like they were right there, and when you watch like Michigan State, Penn State, which was before Nebraska, and this is the that's the third time I've seen Michigan State, um, seen Penn State multiple times because whatever the reason they get the early draw. Um, with the exception of of maybe. Purdue, who's capable, boy, they hit a spurt yesterday after looking pretty mediocre. And a team that, um, was it Joel? Somebody didn't mention yesterday. Do we really? Illinois is pretty good. Yeah, they're they're kind of sleepy. Illinois is pretty good, and they're right there in the thick of it. And they came back to beat a, I won't say overvalued, because I like a lot of Texas's pieces. I just didn't think that they're – That's a. I don't think that's a top-five basketball team. Texas? I could be wrong later on. I just – just doesn't seem like it. They're the really good defensively. Texas is a powerful player. It, they are. They are. And, but it's beard, right? So, I mean, you're going to get some of that. So, when I look at the Big Ten, I'm not – it's going to be interesting to w- see what happens in the middle of the conference, right? Because I think you assume Purdue, maybe Michigan State, Michigan's going to have to get over the injury. Illinois, um, you you like a few teams at the top, but you don't. Do you love any of them at the top of the NCAA? Indiana, Houston. Illinois. No, I'm talking about in the Big Ten. Oh, I'm sorry. So I think it's in the no. Mi- I, it, I think in the middle of the Big Ten conference. I know Purdue played Hofstra, but they they still were up twenty at halftime. Yeah, and Edie's he's he's the real deal. But you look at Purdue in the past; they've always had that one big guy that was the real deal, especially when Sometimes they went to the too. NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. and they don't they don't go very far. Yeah, people expect them to go further than they actually do. You need a bucket. They need a bucket getter, like off the bounce, like late in the shot clock guy. Um, but I don't know. I you got to be able to make some hay. There's a Rutgers. good spread in the Big Ten. And your 20-game schedule, man, that is it's pretty deep. It's wearing, too, when you're playing but I, teams. But I don't love the bottom I don't love the bottom end of the Big Ten, though. I mean, could Nebraska sneak into the ninth spot? They, they absolutely could. I mean, you'll play with Penn State, play with Northwestern. You're not going to win in Piscataway. You hope to split there. <laughs> I say that <laughs> facetiously. Right. Minnesota is eh, they're not, not They're good. not great. Michigan's not. No, not Michigan will be there though. Mich- I I think Michigan will be there. You think there. they're going to come back from they where have they're some at right young now? Pieces, and I know the ACL injury to Llewellyn, but I, 
Uh, I kind of like Michigan's upside. I, that's just me. I, I wouldn't put them in the top three, but I, I, I do like their upside. I think they're slightly ahead of middle of the pack, though. What do you think about Wisconsin? Wisconsin is a team I, I would not enjoy playing. They're well coached. Um, they kind of understand who they are. They also have spurts, though, where they just yeah, don't score off, very much. They, yeah, but they, they, they played a good, a decent schedule. I watched them against Kansas. Who, by the way, last year I loved Kansas when nobody else did. This year I kind of don't really like them a ton. And we'll see what happens if they can solidify the backcourt play. Like I like, I like Grady, Dick, and I like Wilson. Obviously, see what happens in the backcourt for them. I'm a, I'm a big Grady Dick guy just because being on the, you know, have to a- call Grady that. That's all the a- a- rude. The, the AAU circuits in the summer. Like you just you hear his name all the time. Oh man. You know, such and such are the eight, seventeens playing, and yada yada yada. And it's like, where's Grady Dick? You know, so it's like, I mean, he's been a, he's been a folklore for a while, but he's still got to put it, get better off the bounce. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot. It's just a weird like Nebraska. Gonzaga's like around top twenty. It's a, it's Gonzaga. Nebraska's set up to play spoiler for a lot of teams this year. Hey, quietly, do you know who I like? I like Virginia. I do. And Took I'm, down I, Illinois and I, and earlier I'm, and this I'm, year. I'm kind of an ACC honk, full disclosure, but I'm a Soderbergh guy. Really? Former Lindenwood head coach. Okay. Yeah. All right, you got a little, you got a little depth to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll fist pump that out. <laughs> All right. Well, it's just random. <laughs> well, and the only reason I know that though is I'm a grad of Lindenwood. Oh. So you know, I followed Brad where he went to his next stop, and you know, got to watch. Virginia, go the distance. So meet, that was cool. Meet Virginia. And the neighboring school right down the road, Virginia Tech, is the best team in the ACC, as Nebraska women found out. So there's a Virginia and a Virginia Tech mm-hmm. reference, both men and women's reference. Which, at least I think Virginia Tech Good, good transition here to uh, Nebraska women's basketball. Playing shorthanded wasn't a problem for them. No, annihilated a very bad Wisconsin team. But but the way the score I, – I was surprised that the offensive output was what it was. Mm-hmm. Jazz Shelley, 31 points, there came up one point shy of her career high, and she is a gamer. Can we just say something, like, to each other? Because I don't think we were live local yet. Maybe it was a morning dump segment. Maybe it was. But do you remember how we went in? I went in mm-hmm. depth about Jazz Shelley. Well, we both kind of talked about how hey, she's gonna ha- start scoring and scoring more. And is that in her? Is that in her her, her temperament to be, go? Because she a never really had to be that. Because she didn't have to be with Sam. And I mean, they just had so many injury, injuries. But she's full blown capable of going to get buckets. And I'm also finding over her perimeter shooting. Well, if she can shoot like that, it really helps out the Izzy board. Like, they just – they will have more balance. And, which reminds me, Shane, we got to get Coatney. And talk about a team that, when you are shorthanded, coming out right out of the gate, sets you up for the rest of the game. Yeah. And they came out 13 points in the first quarter. Well, that was her, at least. 13 points in the first quarter and ended the first quarter on a 15-0 run. <laughs> That's something. It's just like... When you're up 24-10, yeah. you're feeling good the rest uh, of the way. Get, get. I, I mean, 14 points is, yes, you can come back from that at any point early on, but it allows you to create momentum for your group. And in full disclosure, as you find folks in Lincoln will figure out, I am extremely biased when it comes to Nebraska women's basketball. (laughs) 
Why is that? And Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> hey, way to come back full circle there, Shane. We appreciate you. Land in the plane. <laughs> Coming up next, back to the portal and the first commit of rules tenure. That's next on Coffee and Cream, powered by Currency.